What is a supported independence RIA model? That is today's question on the Transition to RIA question and answer series. It is episode number 71. Hi, I'm Brad Wales with Transition to RA, where I help you understand everything there is to know about why and how to transition to the RIA model. Uh, if you're not already there, if you head on over to transitiontoria.com, uh, you can find all the resources I make available to help you better understand the RA model. Uh, I have the entire uh, series of video format, podcast format. I have articles, I have white papers all kinds of resources free for the taking. Uh, and again, if you are a podcast person and you are not already listening to this in podcast form, uh, if you head to any major podcasting platform and search for the Transition to RIA podcast, uh, you will find the uh, entire episode series. And again, head, over, uh, head on over to transitiontoria.com for all of the resources. Okay, on today's episode, we're going to talk about this idea of, of supported independence in the RIA model. And so the first we're going to talk about kind of what is that, what are the different flavors, why that may or may not be a fit for you. Uh, and and for, for starters, while I've used supported independence in the title of the episode, this there's, there's no kind of official industry definition or terminology used for what we're going to be talking about today. There's there's kind of some variations of it, like I'll go through, but you'll also hear this sometimes referred to as middle back office providers, or maybe partnered independence, or maybe some sort of independent, quote unquote, platform. Uh, so there's, there's no universally accepted term. And as we're going to talk about, there's different flavors of this kind of model in the RAA space. So uh, but oftentimes you do hear it referred to as some sort of supported independence. So I did want to do an episode explaining what exactly that is and, and when and, and why that might be a fit for you if you were to move into the RA model. Uh, so, so the first question is asking, okay, well, why do you even need some sort of quote unquote support platform or supported independence? And so that the, at its core, the thing to keep in mind, I talk about this in a lot of episodes is if you were to go into the RA model, if you were to transition your practice into the RA model, <clears throat> the at its core, every RA must do a couple of things. So you must establish the RA, set up the RA itself, but then you must surround yourself with the various solution providers to support that RA. And that could be things like custodial partners, maybe a friendly uh, RA friendly broker dealer if the need is there, compliance technology, all those sorts of things. So just like any RA, again, you have to set up the RA and you have to you have to kind of piece all these solution providers together to support uh, what it takes to run a modern day advisory practice. Uh, and that's entirely doable. A lot of advisors do go down that path and say, hey, I am going to build all that out. I am going to put all those pieces together. That's something I help advisors with is figure all of that out. However, there are a lot of advisors that look at that and say, okay, I do want the benefits of the RIA model. I do want the better economics, the better flexibility, the, the higher enterprise valuation of my practice. I do want all of that. However, maybe I myself don't necessarily want to be the one responsible for having to put all these pieces together, not only initially, but kind of manage them on a going forward basis as well. And so that's where kind of this, this industry of supported independence has, has really grown over the last 10 years or so is to is to recognize the advisor that, again, wants the benefits of the RA model, maybe doesn't want to, to be responsible for all those individual pieces themselves. 
Uh, and so this entire ecosystem has popped up to, to support that. And so what I want to do on, on this episode is go through a couple of the, the variations of what that looks like and where that, that might be a fit for you. So I, I want to go through just kind of four variations of it that are, that are out there. And, and this is not to say this is a exhausted list because again, there's, there's not even a uniformly accepted term for this. Again, supported independence, partnered independence, independent platform. There's all different kind of versions of that that are talked about. You'll, you'll see it mentioned, you'll see it in advertising or whatever the case is. So, uh, but I did want to go over at least kind of four types of this. So you kind of at least understand what's out there and why it might be, uh, again, worth your consideration. So the first one, sometimes just referred to as a middle back office provider. Uh, and that's kind of descriptive. I'm not necessarily a huge fan of that because I don't think it really does a good job explaining exactly what it is. But for lack of a better term, sometimes you hear this middle back office provider. And so what that is, that that provider says, hey, advisor, we, we recognize you, you want to have your own RIA. And there are pros and cons, by the way, to any pathway into the RIA model, just like there are pros and cons to any affiliation model in the industry. I always try to be a straight shooter and give both pros and, and cons as to as to what they are. Um, but, but there are reasons you might want your own RIA versus maybe joining an RIA. And I'll get to that here in a moment. Uh, joining an, an existing RIA. Uh, so if you want to have your own RIA, but again, maybe don't want to piece all these things out, these, these kind of quote unquote middle back office providers say, hey, we've gone out, we have studied the, the, the uh, universe of options out there uh, with technology providers, how to solve for compliance, how to maybe get your E&O, uh, how to solve for your uh, existing legacy commission business you might have. And so we've gone out there, we've chosen what we believe is best in breed providers. And we've kind of built this, this uh, conglomerate, if you will, that, of the needed solution providers. And so what we do is we allow you to have your own RIA. And instead of kind of piecing them out individually, we, we provided all the main core pieces to you in this quote unquote bundled solution, where we've bundled all these up and and, and we will handle all the integrations of the technology, make sure everything's talking about. We will, will handle your check in all the boxes that are necessary here. And, and that does a couple of things for you. One, that frees up your time. So you're, you're not responsible for, again, often referred to these middle and back office tasks that have to be done by someone. The question is, do you want to handle and manage all them yourself or would you rather uh, us do them? So a, a perfect example from an operational standpoint is a lot of these providers will do your, your fee billing for you. So whether that's quarterly or monthly, whatever frequency you do it on, not only do they set up the technology and everything to do it for you, they, they will actually process your fee billing for you. Again, someone has to do that, whether you or your team or however it is you handle it individually, doable, but some folks say, hey, I'd, I'd rather just rely on someone else to do, among other things, my, my fee billing and I'll, and I'll let them do it. So they have bundled that up for you with what they believe is best in breed, and then they could also uh, fairly point out that they say, hey, because we support so many RIAs with kind of our bundled solution, we have much more scale than you do individually. And so we can go to, among other things, you know, technology vendors and get better pricing on, on each of these tools than you could ever get on your own, just because we are exponentially larger than you are when you, when you aggregate all the different RAs that, that we, we provide this service to. Um, and they arguably can provide more just kind of support services. And so, you know, an, an example of that might be uh, maybe your firm is not large enough to have a full-time 
uh, in-house employee that is solely focused on, on marketing, uh, because maybe you just haven't grown that large where you can justify that standalone cost. But maybe you could use, you know, roughly a third of a full-time employee that does nothing but marketing for your team or helps with marketing. Uh, but obviously you can't go out and just and, and, and generally hire one third of a person. However, these, the, uh, the kind of middle back office can say, well, but we recognize that, that this already needs a third of that person. This already needs a third and this already needs a third. So, so, so we'll, we'll hire that person, have that person on our team and provide access to you essentially kind of fractional uh, access to particular experts, whether it's marketing, uh, sometimes maybe it could be a state plan and different, different uh, high net worth resources you might need to access with your clients. So again, you can get access to experts that you, that you arguably couldn't necessarily hire or justify hiring completely on your own in-house. So again, they, they do have the benefit of scale to get better pricing to be able to pass it along to you uh, and, and things like just more resources than you could maybe uh, compile individually on your own. Um, and for that, you, you have to pay these folks. So obviously make, make no mistake, these are, these are for-profit businesses, but don't think of, oh, I have to, I have to pay them X, whatever kind of the, 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 the full bundled prices, because again, you, you have to do all these things individually, no matter what. So you have to have technology, you have to have compliance, you have to do your fee bill. And so the only thing you're really kind of paying for is the delta between what it would cost you to do it individually and what it costs to, to just outsource it to a bundled provider. But, but keep in mind too, that, that exercise is easy when you only want to consider the, the tangible hard cost. Well, what does this technology cost here versus if I get the bundled solution? You also have to factor in the intangibles of your time of do you want to be responsible for all these sorts of things over here? Or would I just rather... Let the bundled solution provider be responsible for having to do all that. And that frees up my time to do maybe things more productive for my practice, spend more time with my clients, or just focus on the things you enjoy as an advisor doing more. And so you, you can't just do just the hard tangible costs when you put these side by side. You, you also do need to fairly factor in the, the intangibles of, of uh, the differences between the two approaches. Uh, so at a high level, that's kind of the, the middle back office approach. Uh, one of the main uh, keys with that is you have to, as part of your due diligence of that provider, is you have to like what they've built out. So yes, they feel this is the best in breed set of solutions, uh, but part of your evaluation will be to say, hey, show me what your bundled package is, for lack of a better term. Show me how you support advisors with this kind of outsourced bundle. And then that is your due diligence on them to say, okay, do I, do I like what they've packaged up? Do I like what they provide? And, and how does that compare to maybe other uh, similar providers in the space that have bundled up a, a set of solutions. So uh, a, a lot of reasons advisors are, are, are taking advantage of that, um, again, to make running the RIA uh, arguably simpler, more efficient, and, and, and have access to more resources. Um, so the second kind of variation of the supported independence <clears throat> is kind of an evolution of the TAMP model. So turnkey asset management program model. Uh, I did an entire episode on what, what are TAMPs. So if you want to dive deeper into this, uh, check out that episode as well. So I, I won't go into, into super deep uh, details on this episode because of that. But, but at its core, what, I, what I'm referring to in this episode is there are TAMP providers uh, that, that traditionally all TAMP providers, going back decades of when they first started, provide some amount of asset management services to you. So this is traditionally where you say, hey, as an advisor, I like spending time with my clients. I like doing maybe the financial planning. Uh, I like out there prospecting for new clients. 
but I don't necessarily want to do the asset management myself. I don't want to have to sit there and, and, and watch the market each day or adjust models or do rebalancing or raise cash where it's needed at quarter end or those sorts of things. And so, so there is that option to, to rely on a, a, a third party TAMP that does all of those services for you. And obviously there's all different kinds of flavors, all different value propositions, all different investment styles where you essentially hire these folks to provide your asset management for you. Uh, however, that that kind of model has evolved over time that, that there are a lot of champs that now do much more than just the asset management, that increasingly they're doing more and more of these middle and back office services as well to help you run your practice. So it's a it's kind of a variation of that first example I gave you, that first model, where now it's it's kind of a camp that is start of the asset management that has evolved more and more closer to these kind of middle back office providers uh, and, and does provide things like your fee bill and does provide things with maybe uh, assistance with opening accounts, those sorts of things. Um, and so again, I, those, those two worlds are kind of colliding, but at, a, at their core, their, their primary kind of historical reason for existing, and then they're still kind of core offering is that asset management. But but more and, and some to this day that that is all they do. They 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 it's very simple. Okay, we do the asset management. We don't do anything else. But increasingly, you see TAMPs providing more and more kind of middle back office services for advisors. So that is arguably a form of supported independence as well. Okay, what all would this TAMP provider provide for me? Uh, and and is that a good fit again? As opposed to me trying to build this all out individually. So. Number two on the list is just variations of TAMP providers and just know they have come a long way uh, from when TAMPs first kind of rolled out onto the industry. Uh, so the third kind of supported independence you could do is the idea of joining an existing RIA. Uh, I did a whole episode on that as well, so I'll, I'll keep it light here. But, but the, uh, the kind of the value proposition there is um, and these are not, by the way, what I'm referring to here, this is not just some RIA down the street from you that happens to have a couple extra desks in the, in the corner, and they would love to have you and your team come sit in those desks and, 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 and sure, join, join their RIA. That, that, that inevitably exists all over the country. There are RIAs trying to fill in in that regard. Uh, but what I'm referring to here are there are, are purpose-built RIAs out there in the marketplace that from the beginning, they were built uh, with, with a value proposition in mind to be able to say to you, hey, hey advisor, maybe you've, you've considered this, this supported independence approach of having your own RIA outsourcing a lot of those middle back office tasks to some sort of provider. However, as long as you have your own RIA, and this is factually correct when they say this, as long as you have your own RIA, one of the things you are still responsible for is the compliance and regulatory matters associated with running your own RIA. Now, there are, and I've talked about a number of episodes, ways you manage that responsibility. There are solution providers that help you uh, and support you and manage that responsibility. So it's entirely doable. However, to be fair, it is a responsibility that you will have. So there are uh, RA platforms, as I typically refer to them, that, that again, were purpose-built to say, hey, advisor, we know you want all the benefits of the RA model. Again, the economics, flexibility, the higher enterprise value, 1099 status, all those sorts of things. Yeah, uh, you, you like the idea of, of kind of outsourcing in a bundle uh, to some sort of uh, provider that would do these back office services like we've been talking about here. Uh, however, we by joining our RA, we will also take on the compliance responsibility for you. So it is not 
your responsibility to have to manage and, and deal with regulatory exams as they come along and those sorts of things. So to the degree you want to kind of fully outsource even more, there are RA platforms, again, purpose-built to accommodate that. Uh, while there's all different kinds of flavors of that, they, they do, so the good ones, in my opinion, do check many of the boxes that, that advisors are looking for from that 1099 status to retaining full ownership of your uh, advisory practice, the ability to leave if one day you ever needed to, you're, you're not now committed to them or have non-solicits or anything like that. Um, and then they bundle all this up. And again, they say, hey, we, we have more scale than you will ever have. We, that gives us access to build more resources, have more maybe technology providers, custodial providers than you could ever accomplish on your own just, just because of our size. So uh, there, there is a lot of good value propositions out there that say, hey, and, and their mind, hey, you can take the, the best of, of this, this approach over here with having your own RA without as many of the responsibilities and, and here's why, because we've put all this together. And so again, just like any of these options, your due diligence is to say, okay, what is it you provide? Uh, what are the, the, the various solutions? What, as a result of that, what, what am I still responsible for? You want to make sure that's clear. But what have you put together? What do you provide? And then, and then of course, again, what does it cost? Uh, because you want to compare, okay, what would, it, what would it cost as opposed to me doing all this myself with, again, the tangibles? and intangibles to keep in mind. So just know that there are some compelling platforms out there where you can join, uh, have all the perks, use your own brand name, those sorts of things um, that I think are, are worth your consideration as you explore which of these kind of supported independence is best for you. Uh, and then the fourth one I want to talk about is there are some providers even taking this one step further where not only do they say, hey, either you can, you can start your own RA or hey, join our existing RA platform, and here's the technology and maybe here's the compliance uh, and, and then we're checking the boxes, but they will even go so far as helping you manage or set up and manage your, 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 your so-called local expenses and local responsibilities. So things like, hey, how do I find a, a, a real estate and office and how do I build it out? Uh, there are solutions that will help you with all that as part of this. Um, hey, how do I set up payroll and, and hire employees and pay, pay employees and all that? They will help you set up all that. Hey, how do I do my own accounting and my own, run my own PL? They will help you set up and manage all that. So the, the argument of, and you hear this often, is oh, geez, you know, folks that are in a more captive W-2 environment, oh, you you don't want to go that that independent space. You, you have so many responsibilities, you have so many things to be uh, that you, you you're juggling in the air, all these different tasks. That's that's just not factually correct anymore. There, there might have been a time that there wasn't where there was a time where there was not nearly this level of support out there. But but that all exists now again. And, and even all the way down to if you want a provider that will help you set up office space, again, do your account and help you with with payroll, all of those things. There are providers that have bundled all that up for you and will help you and let you, again, focus on being a advisor, get the benefits of the RA space. And, and, and check all the necessary boxes in a fully kind of bundled solution. There are some very compelling value propositions out there to help advisors with that. So that, that fourth one is just kind of a variation of, of some of the prior ones I've talked about, but that take it even farther and again, help with even things like real estate setup, payroll, accounting, those sorts of things. So a, a lot of variety here, a lot of different value propositions, a lot of different price points. Uh, there is no uniformity, just like there's no uniformity in what we even call these things. Again, supported independence, partnered independence. There's different variations. 
pros and cons to each of them, different price points along the way. That's part of what I help advisors do is one, just to be aware of these different models and then aware of who the providers are and why you might choose one over the other and how they compare and helping you think all of these variables through. Happy to, happy to have, that, have that conversation with you as well. Um, so just a couple of takeaways from this I wanted to end with. Um, first of all, I've, I've given four examples. Again, that's just kind of at a broad level. So there are all different kind of little variations along the way. But, but because of the amount of services most of these uh, solutions provide for you, they, they do all have some degree of minimums associated with it. So that uh, depends on their suite of services, depends on their value proposition, depends on how much they're going to do for you. Some do have minimums in the hundreds of millions of client assets. And, and the reason is because their, their economics to make it work, to be able to provide you that level of support, that level of services, they, they need you to bring them some scale as well to say, okay, hey, to justify us being able to cover all of our hard costs, all of our resources, and we're a for-profit company, so we need to make a margin as well. Uh, that, that we do need you to be at least a minimum size. So they, all of these solutions typically have some degree of minimum, uh, some, some more so than others. Uh, there are some that, that maybe can go under 100 million as an example, but, but to, to be sure there are some that it does take hundreds of millions uh, be, before you're maybe eligible to use them. Again, part of what I help you understand is which, which providers are maybe even uh, available to you to use as an RA based on your practice size currently. Um, the, the next takeaway take I just wanted to note is just careful who you, you talk to about this. Now, this might be self-serving because I, I do say, hey, talk to me about it. Again, this is what I do. Uh, one of the benefits of, of my approach is I'm, I'm independent. I don't work for any one particular firm or any one particular solution. So I can talk about all the solutions and tell you how they compare and pros and cons and all those sorts of things. The, the challenge is if you, if you only talk to... Uh, a representative from, from a particular firm. Now, to be fair, their job, uh, and I have many many of those folks I consider friends, but their job is to sell you their platform and to talk about how their platform can help solve for, for what you're trying to solve for, for with your practice. That's fine. That's what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, however, of course, they're, they're going to tell a narrative, tell a story that, that aligns with what their solution can provide. Now, there are some good ones out there that I know some of them, that will be straight shooters and say, you know what, for, for whatever the reasons, X, Y, and Z, we're not actually going to be a good solution for you. And by the way, maybe you should look at, at this solution over there. So there, there are good folks out there that, that will be uh, you know, realistic and, and just honest in that regard. But at their core, their idea is to find advisors that will use their solution. That's what, that's what they are employed to do. So they will have a lens with how they talk to you about, about helping with this. So just what, what you need to be careful with is if the only thing you did in this exercise, let's say you don't call me, you don't, you know, whatever the case is, if you only reach out to say one provider directly to learn more about what supported independence is, well, guess what? You're only going to hear the narrative of one particular solution, one particular value proposition. That might be the solution of value proposition that's a perfect fit for you and that you, who you ultimately utilize. However, if, if that's the extent of your kind of due diligence conversation, you won't know how that compares to other available options and, and if it is the best fit for you. So just something to keep in mind. And, and an example of that, I was reading an article the other day and, and there was an individual that works at an independent broker dealer and the independent broker dealer the channel of, of the firm, I should say. And it was, it was interesting because throughout the article, he kept referring to independence, of going independent, 
Oh, the, and, and, and the reality is he was describing as if as if there were no other pathways out there, but that this this independent route, so-called independent route, was what his firm provided. And, and that is a version of independence to go with an independent broker dealer and, and what their value proposition is and why you might want to look at that sort of thing. But but it was a perfect example because here they are again, they, they are they they are employed to, to attract and drive advisors into what they have available to to explain to advisors that they can help them with. But there was it was just it was just so interesting to hear someone just so repeatedly refer to as independence and not even acknowledge for the most part that there's an entire RIA space out there and all these supported independence platforms. They just made it sound like, oh, if you were going to, you know, quote unquote, go independent with your practice. That, that their solution was what that is. And, and it, again, it is a solution to consider, but by no means is it the only solution. So that, that was just a perfect example of careful who your audience is or who's who's telling you or explaining to you what, what their version of, of independence is. Um, and then the last point I'll just make is the just be aware that the, the, the RIA ecosystem has evolved tremendously. So if anyone is telling you, if you're in that captive world, that wirehouse world, the W2 world, whatever, if anyone is telling you, oh, you do not want to go on that RA model because, my oh, you will have so much responsibility. Oh, you'll have to do your own compliance. Oh, you'll have to figure out your technology. Okay, to the degree you want to do it all yourself, and there are pros to why you might want to do it all yourself. Um Yes, the, the, some of that is some of that is true, and you you can lean on someone like me to help you solve for all of that. There are wonderful solution providers to solve for all that. But if 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 that does not seem appealing to you, just know, like we've been talking about in this episode, there's an entire ecosystem now, and it continues to grow, and, can, and more and more solution providers, greater and greater value propositions to support you with this supported independence. So you are not having to do it alone. You are not having to piece all these things together. You are not having to manage it on an ongoing basis entirely by yourself. There's this growing uh, set of solution providers to support you in that regard. So don't let anyone suggest that, oh, you shouldn't go to the RA model because you, because you won't have any support. You'll just be out there all, all on your own. Now, now, to be fair, I am a straight shooter. The RA model is not for everyone. You, it, it depends on... The profile of your practice, it depends on what your vision is for your practice going forward. It depends on what you do or don't want to be responsible for, perhaps. So I'm, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, the RA model is for everyone. I am suggesting, though, there's no reason you should accept the fact that, oh, I shouldn't go RA because I, I'd have to do everything myself or I don't want to have to figure these things out. There are a, an increasing ecosystem of solution providers to help you solve for all that. So do not let that be a deterrent. Uh, I've talked about a couple of those approaches on today's episode, uh, but again, it continues to evolve and there's all, all kind of maybe niche variations along the way to consider as well. So with that, like I said, my name is Brad Wales uh, with Transition to RA, and I, I hope this has helped you just kind of understand more of what's out there in the RA marketplace, what this so-called supported independence, and again, there's variations of the names always Always be careful. There's no uniform name. Maybe one day the industry will kind of have some more uniform names for each of those kind of buckets that I described and, and, and what they should be referred to. But as of the moment, that does not exist. Uh, but this is the sort of thing I help advisors with. So if you are considering transitioning your practice into the RA model and first want to learn more about does it even make sense for you? Uh, and then, by the way, if it does seem to make sense, how can I do it? How can I manage all of those, those needed checkboxes? That's what I help advisors with. Happy to have that conversation with you as well. Uh, if Again, if you're not already there, if you head on over to transitiontoria.com, uh, you can find all of the resources I make available. Uh, and the easiest thing to do is the top of every page is a contact link. 
Just click on that. You can instantly and uh, easily schedule time to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with me. Again, happy to go over today's topic or anything else RIA related with you. Transition to RIA.com. With that, I hope you found value in today's episode and I'll see you on the next one.